Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Amen. When I was in college, my professor of ancient Greek philosophy would often talk about the temple of Apollo at Delphi. He said there were two inscriptions over the entrance, know thyself and nothing in excess, both sounding like good maxims to live by. He pointed out, though, how the two actually contradict each other. Because to know thyself implies a sort of excess. In other words, the full revelation of who we are would be more than we could handle. The classic example is Oedipus Rex. In the story, Oedipus goes to Delphi and the oracle tells him he is fated to kill his father and marry his mother, which he vows is never going to happen. Unknowingly, it does. And when the truth is revealed, he gouges out his eyes and he goes into exile. Know thyself, nothing in excess. But what about when knowing oneself is too much? Like with Peter this morning in our reading from Luke. He and the disciples have given up after a long night without catching any fish. And then along comes Jesus, this teacher who says, oh, you know, just put your nets over there. You have to think they were suppressing their exasperation of who does this guy think he is. But they humor him, and they take his advice, and they get this astounding catch of fish. It would be reason to be jumping up and down and celebrating. But Peter has the oddest response. He falls to his knees and says, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. I have to imagine it was because in that moment of the overwhelming catch, he realized he was in the presence of divinity. And that perhaps for the first time ever, he felt totally seen, totally known. Those things that he hoped no one would see, the things too precious or scary to ever say out loud, suddenly out in the open with this man. And as the paradox at Delphi suggests, it's too much, so he asks Jesus to look away. Famous preacher and author Frederick Buechner has said, what is perhaps the central paradox of our condition, that we hunger for more than anything else, is to be known in our full humanness. And yet, that is so often 
just what we also fear more than anything else. We want to know ourselves, to fully know who we are in our becoming, and find a way to make peace with it. And we also want to be able to hold that with another. But the too muchness of it, of what we might find and what they might think, scares us. So notice how the thing that Jesus says to Peter when this happens is, do not be afraid. In other words, you don't have to be afraid of it when you're with me. Jesus gives Peter a safe space to take an honest look. And then he says, from now on, you're going to be catching people. Peter has just said, I am a sinful man. And they just had this moment where everything was on the table. And Jesus' next move is to say, I want to work with you. I see something in you. I want you on my team. That day on the shore, perhaps even more remarkable than the fish, was Peter's encounter with grace. And that is an encounter that God wants for all of us. Knowing ourselves in God's grace is getting to see ourselves as we are and knowing that we don't have to be afraid. It's coming face to face with everything we've done, everything we desire, the things we don't want anyone else to know, the things we don't even want to know, but with one who can handle it with one who will help us handle it and find a way to make peace with who we are and love ourselves so that we're in a better position to then go and sin no more. It's also seeing the truth of ourselves with one who isn't going to play, placate us, to say, there, there, you're not a sinner. Knowing ourselves in God's grace is the graciousness of honesty that yes, you're a sinner, but you're also a saint. It is the standing invitation to turn back towards God, to make amends, and as Paul talks about in our reading today, to work your hardest with the grace that you've been given. Knowing ourselves in God's grace is getting to see all of that, but also that first and foremost, before any of it, who we are is loved. Loved by the God who it says in scripture, knew us in the womb, who knows every hair on our head, who says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And also like with Peter, that God wants us. God has plans for us, as it says in Jeremiah. God wants us on the team, co-laboring towards that diverse, loving, and just word world that is spoken of in the prophets. This is what it means to find ourselves in God's grace. My encouragement today is that we go to grace sooner. Many of us spend our whole lives trying to hold it together, hiding the things we don't want seen, doing the hustling that Brene Brown talks about, hustling for self-worth or the high, but what if, rather than avoiding that moment of getting found out, 
We seek it, but with Jesus. In the presence of God, surrounded by grace. And then let go of the act. Let go of it to experience ourselves in something so much better. I've said it before, but I remain appreciative of how those early days in the pandemic taught us to make this move. Back when no one could get their hair done and kids were showing up in the background of important meetings asking to go to the bathroom, and the dishes were piling up because we were so busy washing our groceries and our mail. I actually did that. No one could fully keep the facade up. And the rich and famous people who could got lambasted for it. It was like, no one wants to see your gorgeous lockdown photos right now. And it was refreshing for a moment to get to be so real. Even if it wasn't pretty, something about what we shared was beautiful. I don't know if we can capture that shift when we're not under duress or on the brink and don't have a choice. But I would like to try. I would like to try to go to grace sooner. To say, Jesus, let me know myself with you. I want to close with something I came across this last week. It's a blessing that was written by author and professor Kate Bowler, and it resonates with what we're talking about today, so I want to pray it for us now. A blessing for becoming real from good enough. Blessed are we who are becoming, who have lived so long in this strange state we call time that it shows. We are changing. And that's how we know we are alive. Blessed are you who see the evidence of your own becoming, the places where you are worn from so much loving, the laugh line from jokes that made your belly ache, crow's feet from squinting to see the stars, stretch marks from growing babies, building muscle, enjoying delicious meals, And yes, the places that hurt, that are visibly still wounded and sore, that change how you move or how you live. Blessed are you seeing all this as evidence of loss, yes, but also of life, because what is real is now showing through. Blessed are you who do not despise your realness, It may hurt, you may not recognize yourself in the mirror, but this is what we hoped for, right? To live and love, to be loved, to have our experiences show on our faces and in ourselves. It is the real life of Jesus in us, being made visible as all our seams show. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, 
please visit allsaintspdx.org.